0: The Lord be with you. And with your A reading from the Holy Gospel according to Matthew 2 Lord. When Jesus heard that John had been arrested, he withdrew to Galilee, he left Nazareth, and went to live in Capernaum by the sea, in the region of Zebulun and Naphtali, that what had been said through Isaiah the prophet might be fulfilled. Land of Zebulun and land of Naphtali, the way to the sea beyond the Jordan. Galilee of the Gentiles, the people who sit in darkness have seen a great light. On those dwelling in a land overshadowed by death, light has arisen. From that time on, Jesus began to preach and say, Repent, for the kingdom of heaven is at hand. As he was walking by the Sea of Galilee, he saw two brothers, Simon, who is called Peter, and his brother Andrew casting a net into the sea. They were fishermen. He said to them, Come after me, and I will make you fishers of men. At once they left their nets and followed him. He walked along from there and saw two other brothers, James, the son of Zebedee, and his brother John. They were in a boat with their father Zebedee, mending their nets. He called them, and immediately they left their boat and their father and followed him. He went around all of Galilee, teaching in their synagogues, proclaiming the gospel of the kingdom, and curing every disease and illness among the people. The gospel of the Lord. Lord I was very happy to read this gospel last night when I was just preparing my thoughts. For this morning, because I think it follows very well the theme of these last couple weeks. We've been reflecting on the baptism and the anointing that we have all received as Christians and what that means for us. So I think today there's a great invitation here to go even deeper into the significance of our anointing. Because it's not that God just anoints us with some power and then says, okay, go off now. But it's actually something much more profound. That we are Christians, that we are anointed, means that we walk with Christ. Jesus comes to say to us, I want to live my resurrected life with you and in you and through you. We believe that Christ is alive, that Christ is risen. And so he comes to us just as he came today in our gospel to Peter and Andrew and James and John. And he says, I want, to, I want you to follow me. I am calling you. To live this life with me, this resurrected life, this new life. And so we have received the very indwelling of God. We've received His not only his power, but his presence through our baptism. So God is with us. Not only is God here in a real substantial way in the Blessed Sacrament, but also with us. Through his spirit. As Paul says, we are temples of the Holy Spirit. God is with us, Emmanuel. And he wants to live his life, his resurrected life, with us. Why do I emphasize the resurrected life? Because it's a life of victory. It's a life of victory. It's a life of grace, which means it's a life of power. It's a new life that God came to give us. And I don't think we appreciate that enough. I think sometimes our relationship with God is, is I don't know, it's impersonal at, at, at worst, perhaps. But at best, it's, it's one of confidence, it's one of trust. But there's not always this awareness of the friendship, of the fellowship that we have with the Lord, that the Lord wants to have with us anyway. And so when we leave, when we leave here, when we get up in the morning, when we go out, we don't go alone. God goes with us. And the more aware we are of that, the greater the peace we can have, the greater the confidence we can have. In speaking the truth, in praying for people, in praying with people, in doing acts of charity and justice and speaking up, we can do it with greater authority and greater impact. Greater impact. When Jesus went about preaching, we read here that he said, repent for the kingdom of heaven is at hand. I did a little word study. On repent, It means more than to be sorry for your sins. It actually implies a change of mind, a conversion. But it definitely speaks to the mind. Like having come into a, a greater knowledge of something, having become aware of something, some truth, I have to change the way I think. Because if I change the way I think, then I'll change the way I speak, and I'll change the way that I act. But it starts with the mind. And you've heard me talk about that before. How important it is that we renew our mind in Christ. That we put on the mind of Christ, as Paul would say. Because the battlefield is is right here in our heads. (laughs) It's in our minds. If the devil is the father of? We believe with our minds the lies that the devil tells us sometimes. We believe the lies that the devil tells us sometimes about God, about ourselves, about our family and friends, our enemies. So that's where the devil goes, is to our minds, because he's the father of lies. And if you can get us to believe lies about God and about ourselves and about other people, we won't be walking with the Lord the way that we're called to. And so I invite all of you today to pray for this grace, for the renewal of your mind, through the power of the Holy Spirit, that you would be more and more aware of God's presence, of God's desire to be with you, to walk with you, to lead you and guide you, to protect you, to bless you. God wants you to feel wanted by him. Not for anything you do either. Were Peter and Andrew, James and John, doing anything in particular to win God's favor that day? I don't think so. They were doing what they normally did. They were fishing. And if we read the other Gospels, they didn't have a whole lot of luck that day either. They caught nothing that night. And so Jesus doesn't call us because of our merits. I can certainly speak to that. You know, there I was, 20 years old, college sophomore, sitting in my dorm room one night, just daydreaming, thinking about my plans to teach and coach and get married and have a family. And then all of a sudden, Jesus, like, came into my dorm room. (laughs) He says, Jason, come follow me. Yeah, you know, I was thinking, ah, if I were a priest, then it would be my duty to teach the truth and help kids all the time. Nah, maybe I should be a priest. I was like, whoa, where'd that come from? Well, it came from God. That's where it came from. Jesus just came into my boat. That was my fishing boat my college dorm room. There I was. Doing what I was doing. Doing what I was supposed to do. And then God revealed his plan to me. He revealed his desire to me in a way like I had never experienced before. But I was searching. I was searching. I was wrestling with the meaning and the purpose of my life. And so God took advantage of that. Some of you have heard that I've called him the divine sniper. Because he knew between girls and football and my studies, I was pretty distracted. But then for Lent of 1993, I decided just to pray a little bit more. So God knew that his window of opportunity was very narrow. But... He took full advantage of it, and he fired and hit a bullseye, you know, right between my eyes, with his grace. Who, me? Yeah, you, Brooksy. That's what they called me, Brooksy. Yeah, you, Brooksy. I want you to be my priest. Oh, my God, really? Yes, really. Are you sure you got the right dorm room? Because the decor in my room would not have led you to believe that I was called to be a priest, right? (laughs) Or my selection, my collection of CDs. Yeah, you. Okay. But God calls all of us for different reasons, but he calls all of us to this friendship with him. And it's something very personal, very intimate. As I've grown in my relationship with God, I've discovered that more and more. So I challenge all of you to take up that invitation to come and follow Jesus. Perhaps like never before. And that doesn't mean you're going to be a priest or a nun. No, it means that He is inviting you to spend more time with Him, to receive the grace and the mercy and the wisdom and the courage. And the strength that he wants to pour into your heart. And it doesn't matter if you're worthy or not. Because I just told you my story. It doesn't matter if you're worthy or not in your own estimation. In your own opinion. That doesn't matter. What does matter though is the desire, the interest to search. Because he's not going to force you to do it. He's not going to impose his will on you, but he's going to invite, he's going to propose, he's going to call. Will you answer? I challenge you to answer yes, more and more, each and every day. And as you spend more and more time with him, your desire to be there with him in his presence To be alone with God in your own heart will grow. And you will discover for yourself the goodness of the Lord. As the psalm invites us to do, taste and see the goodness of the Lord. The Lord will speak to you. He will speak to your heart in different ways. And your friendship with him will grow. And you will walk in this power in this presence with the resurrected Lord. And you will have that companionship all the time. You will never be alone. You will never be afraid. On the contrary, you will be the light that God has called you to be. So let us pray for this grace. Pope John Paul II quoted St. Catherine of Siena in speaking to a group of legionaries and Uh, Regnum Christi members, our spiritual family, and he said this, if you are what you should be, you will set the world ablaze. So let's pray that we can be all that God has created us to be, all that he is calling us to be, so that we can set the world ablaze. Amen.